0: All right, welcome to another episode of the Arizona Timeless Tours Podcast. We have some pretty big news at the end of the podcast. So stick around to the end of the podcast. Really big news, especially if you just if you just listen to the podcast. It's it's pretty huge, um, but it's going to be huge for all seven of my other social media platforms. So you'll want to stay around again to the end of the podcast. Huge news, huge news on how we're going to be covering Texas and Arizona. We've been going back and forth. But um, yeah, again, big, big news. What we're we gonna talk about this episode, we're gonna talk about three historic people, three historic pioneer cemeteries. I've been traveling the last 10 days, hundreds and hundreds of miles to get uh, to these locations. And uh, I think in the last two and a half months, we've been in the state of Texas, we put on just over 2,000 miles on the vehicle. I mean, 2,000 miles everything is so sprawled out texas is huge as we all know Uh, but uh, when you start driving it it's pretty unbelievable pretty unbelievable you're gonna put a lot of miles on to go see the history of texas just like you did in arizona but uh just not quite so we're gonna talk about three three historical uh figures on this episode so stick around Hope everybody is having a fabulous day It's really cooling down in the state of Texas We're in the low 80s, maybe even upper 70s, upper 50s in the morning It's Been absolutely beautiful here in the uh, end of September of 2021 When I'm recording uh, this podcast So uh, the weather is it's prime for getting out there and traveling and hiking uh, When we first got here uh, in July. I mean, there was a lot of triple digit high humidity days. Didn't slow me down, but uh, it was it was a little bit rougher. I will say it's a little bit rougher. That's like uh, right now in the great state of Arizona, this is it. This is when everybody wants to come and, and some of these people who can afford second houses. This is when everybody like the snowbirds come into Arizona because this is the time of year that you want to enjoy the weather in the great state of Arizona. And uh, again, we have a huge, uh, big news coming up at the end of the podcast on the Arizona, Texas thing and how we're going forward. So stay tuned until the end of the podcast so we can uh, we can announce that. All right. What was the first Pioneer Cemetery that I went to? I went to Acton, Texas. I believe that's how it's pronounced. Acton, Texas. Stuck it in the GPS, said one hour, 40 minutes, 116 miles I'm like, I definitely need to get out there, and I was only really going for one grave. Now, the whole cemetery is pretty nice. It's kept up so nice, and Acton is a small town in Texas. Um, The drive there, it's east of Fort Worth, Texas, by about, I don't know, 25 or 30 miles. Some of the most beautiful country I've seen as I'm driving that 30 miles when I get off of Interstate 35 heading west, I mean heading no it is west I don't know what I just said earlier (laughs) west of Fort Worth Texas just absolutely beautiful rolling hills beautiful ranches on hundreds and hundreds of acres of land cows out there horses running around it was a beautiful beautiful trip and uh when I finally made it to uh to the cemetery I pulled in and uh It wasn't really hard to find this grave site because this individual uh, perished 31 January 1860. So the original grave marker is probably um, either gone or, you know, over time has so deteriorated that you can't read it. So in 1911, they put this huge monument up to this individual, and it's the largest monument in the cemetery you can see it once, you know, once you roll into the cemetery. And uh, I went there, got out of the car, and uh, walked over to that area. So where was I at? What was I staying at? Whose gravesite was this? And it was the grave site of Elizabeth Patton. And uh, her last name changed though, to Elizabeth Crockett. Elizabeth Crockett, second wife. Of Davy Crockett, you know, king of the wild frontier, right? And I'm going to read the sign that was in front of the grave. It says, let me pull this mic over a little bit here. In 1815, Elizabeth Patton married Davy Crockett, becoming Crockett's second wife. In the mid-1850s, many years after Crockett's 1836 death in the Battle of the Alamo, Elizabeth moved her family from Tennessee to Acton area to claim a land grant for heirs of the Alamo defenders. She and two of her sons settled on 320 acres granted to them by the Republic of Texas. After her death on January 31, 1860, at the age of 72, Elizabeth was laid to rest in Acton Cemetery, dressed in the widow's black she wore since hearing of her husband's death. In 1911, the state placed a monument at her burial site commemorating the widow of one of the nation's most celebrated folk heroes. You know, as I was reading a little bit about um, the marriage of Davy and Elizabeth, it, it, it kind of struck me, the differences between William Travis, William Barrett Travis and how he's portrayed. Because before the Alamo, I, I'm not sure if it was years before, uh, he divorced his wife. And uh, he's always portrayed in some of these movies and, and books in, in a really in, in, in a real dark way. And uh, some of the things I was reading about Davy and Elizabeth's marriage, Davy Crockett was away quite a bit, and Elizabeth was taking care of everything to the point where she packed up and moved, uh, I think, back to her parents' area while he was away. And uh, one of the things that I found uh, online that I will read to you, if I can just bring it up here. Come on, Dean. It says here... um, Man, I, I should do a better job. I had this. Uh... Elizabeth did not find David Crockett to be a steady husband farmer who stayed at home to till land and care for his family and stock. Instead, it was mostly left to Elizabeth to run the home and garden and raise their children as best she could. David made a living as a hunter, taking frequent trips as a guide and trailblazer, helping other people travel and located places to settle. So he was gone a lot, folks, and it was left up to Elizabeth to take care of the kids. Now, she had kids from uh, her first marriage. Davy Crockett had kids from his first marriage. She was taking care of uh, the three kids from her uh, marriage with Davy. She had a lot going on, taking care of the farm on the frontier land, um, doing a, you know, taking care of the kids, taking care of the farm, taking care of the cattle, taking care of all this stuff while he was out being Davy Crockett, King of the Wild frontier as we know of today, uh, one of the heroes of the Battle of the Alamo. So I just I look at William Barrett, William Barrett Travis and I look at Davy Crockett or David Crockett, however you want to uh, pronounce his name. And uh, I'm like, hmm, two interesting characters uh, and two different ways of portraying each one of these men uh, back in the uh, mid-1800s. So anyhow, let's move on. So um, there is a son of, of, of Davy Crockett buried there, and his daughter is buried there also. His son is right next to the mom and they're inside of this iron uh, iron fence. And on the bottom of the iron fence, which is pretty cool, in the cement is stamped Crockett. So the Crockett family is buried in there. And um, to the right, if you're standing in front of the monument, to the right, uh, their daughter is buried. Her grave marker is pretty much disintegrated into nothing. So they put this brand new marker up there that tells who this individual is, when she was born, when she died, who her father and mother were. It's really an interesting cemetery to check out. Definitely worth the drive. And if you're living up around Fort Worth, Texas, you need to get out there and check it out. It's a really cool piece of history. A lot of um, really old graves in that cemetery. And that cemetery is kept up absolutely beautifully. Uh, They do a beautiful job of keeping up. The cemetery, so that was the first stop uh this week. The next cemetery that I went to was the Hornsby Cemetery. Now we're turning around completely, where instead we're up in north around Fort Worth for Elizabeth Crockett. For the Hornsby family cemetery, we're coming down to being uh south just right before you get into the city of Austin. Now, Austin, I'm gonna say it out loud right now, is not one of my favorite spots to go because of the traffic in the amount, in the population uh, of Austin right now, there is, the city is growing so huge, so big, so fast that the infrastructure didn't, I don't know what they were thinking. Um, I understand some of the places like in Arizona where Arizona is growing so huge, that the infrastructure isn't catching up because they're going out towards this wooded area and they need to take this one lane road to three lanes. And I understand that. But not in Austin, it's already been a city, it's the capital of Texas. What's going on, Austin, Texas? The I-35 is running right through there, it's, it's a mess. There, there are these spots, no matter what time of day you go that direction, uh, that you're going to come to a complete stop, and you're going to wait for four or five minutes, and then by the time the traffic gets going again, uh, you're not going to get up to speed, and then you're going to stop again. And this is about, uh, I don't know, eight or nine miles outside of Austin, where you would get off to go to the state capitol. And uh, I had to go two exits prior to the state capitol exit. And uh, when I finally got off there and got out of all that traffic, it was 10 o'clock, 10, 1030 in the morning by the time I got down there. Um, I went down, I believe it was Martin Luther King or Martin Luther King Boulevard, Uh, for about five miles. And then it turns into something else. You go over a pretty big uh, toll road. They have a lot of toll roads here in the state of Texas Uh, for another couple of miles. I think it was seven and a half miles off of the freeway. And as you go in there, there is a sign. You got to be prepared for it. Have the GPS on uh, because it's a sharp turn to a dirt road. And it says the Hornsby Cemetery. And as you turn off, Not but uh, 50 feet, there's a huge gate. They have a gate there. It says, visitors, welcome. Please come in and close the gate behind you. I think that helps keep trespassers and people that don't do good things in cemeteries kind of out of that area when they see the gate. I don't know if it works or not, but um, it was a good idea. Because right next to it is a home, another uh, piece of private property. And that might be why they put the gate there, because there's another gate Right there, And people may have been going through that gate, going to a private home instead of down the road to the Hornsby Cemetery. So once you get in there, it even says, don't go down there if it's rained. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I've been off-roading in Jeeps and stuff in the state of Arizona, what are you talking about? But I don't have the orange Jeep Rubicon anymore. So I open the gate and I go through. And it's one of those roads where you have the dirt on uh, you have a dirt path for the tires, right? And then in the middle is just an unbelievable amount of overgrowth. So you can hear it smacking up against the bottom of your vehicle, which sometimes isn't so great, depending on what kind of vehicle you're driving down there. A lot of ruts in that road. So I understand what they're saying. Don't go down there um, if it's rained or, you know, in the last couple of days because you might have an issue. When you get to the bottom, there's this open cemetery. It looks like two separate family kind of grave areas there. And I stopped and it's just unique because you're two exits off of the main Austin exit for the city. And you're off of a major road and you're about a quarter mile back in the woods and you really can't hear anything else around. It's very quiet. And I get out of the car and I'm going over to the Hornsby Cemetery. It says I believe it was established in 1836. And there's this huge gate. It's probably 15 feet long. It's pretty tall. And I'm like, I can't get in. There's a little spot over there like you could kind of you know, I'm skinny enough that I could get through it. But it also has a, a sign out there. And again, it's in the middle of the woods that the place is being surveillanced, which I understand. They want to keep that cemetery up. They don't want any vandalism back there. And um, so I'm like, well, I guess I can't get in. I'm looking at it, I'm like it says visitors welcome. There's got to be some way to get into the cemetery. And it was. I reached my hand around uh, the pole where you can kind of probably put your whole body through. If you're thin enough to get through there and cause the rest of it has barbed wire through there. So you, you're not going over the top of it. And there was a hinge, a really nice hinge. Like they've kept up with it. They've oiled it. it looks almost new and you, you just uh, flick it up and this huge gate opens and then you close it right behind you. Perfect. So remember that if you ever go out there. So I'm walking through this cemetery and I'm, I'm telling you this cemetery's top five. Been to over probably 50 pioneer cemeteries in Arizona and Texas is probably the, man, I want to say at least the 10th or the 11th one in Texas. This is top five pioneer cemeteries. Huge family cemetery to the Hornsby's. So a few other names in there like Platt, but uh, it's it's dedicated to the Hornsby's. It's really, really cool. And uh, as you walk in, again, very quiet. You're being very respectful. But there was one major Hornsby grave that I traveled all the way down to Austin into this cemetery to check out. And that was the grave site of Roger's Hornsby. Now, if you're a Major League Baseball fan in the, uh, you know, the the 40s and the 50s and stuff like that, you know who Rogers Hornsby is. Rogers Hornsby, uh, first of all, his career batting average is 358. He played in the league and coached in the league for 23 years. This is one of the all-time great MLB players, all-time great uh, baseball player. Again, career batting average 358, second only to a gentleman named Ty Cobb. Not bad. This guy was outstanding. He's buried in this cemetery back there. And it's not a it's not a big headstone. It does have like two bats crossed on it with a baseball, but it's very small headstone. The reason that you can spot it as you're walking down this small path is there are probably about 15 baseballs and two baseball hats on the grave. And some of these baseballs look like they've been laid back there two weeks ago. And there's like seven of them that look like they were laid back when he perished in the the early 1960s. I mean, it's old. The two hats, the two teams that despise each other, the St. Louis um, Cardinals and the Chicago Cubs hats are there. It look like they're years old, dirt all over them and everything. And so I went back there to do a quick film, a quick TikTok on Rogers Hornsby's gravesite. Uh, just kind of like in the middle of nowhere. You know, you would you really gotta know where it's at to find it, right? And this so this famous Major League Baseball player is buried there. And these the other reason I went back there is because I believe there are 14 Texas Rangers buried in the Hornsby Cemetery. Uh the most Texas Rangers that I that I've seen at any uh, particular Pioneer Cemeteries here in Texas. And uh they have these uh small like wooden crosses uh, by their graves to show that these are Texas Rangers. It says Texas Rangers on them. Uh, there are two historical markers out at this cemetery. That uh, were placed there back in 1936. Uh, by the state of Texas. Um, and one of them is two Texas Rangers. That were killed protecting the Hornsby colony. Uh, protecting uh, the, the very first Hornsby's that came down around 1836. And uh, they were in skirmishes with the Indians, and uh, a few of them were scalped. Uh, they died, and uh, they have the graves of those. They're behind one of these walls, and I think the wall that they're behind is one of the original fort walls of the Hornsby settlement back in the early 1830s. Really, really an interesting gravesite. Again, top five. You get a chance to go out there, look around, be respectful. Uh, Check out Rogers Hornsby's grave site, check out the Texas Rangers grave sites, check out the two historical, huge historical stone markers they have out there to these Texas Rangers, a really, really awesome piece of Texas history. Let's move on to one more uh, Pioneer Cemetery, and that wasn't very far from the Hornsby Cemetery, about eight miles, uh, the Oakwood Cemetery. Now Oakwood is just a huge name, even in Arizona for a cemetery. I guess here in Texas, because there's so many Oakwood trees, we have an Oakwood Cemetery down the street about seven miles from me, just huge, uh, right outside of, or it's inside of Waco, Texas, just a huge cemetery. A lot of people that were buried in the First Street Cemetery next to where the Texas Ranger Museum is in Waco were moved from the First Street Cemetery to this now, Oakwood Cemetery. So every time I'm looking up stuff, I'm like, another Oakwood Cemetery. So, Go to the Oakwood Cemetery in Austin. Why? There's one individual among thousands of people, and there are numerous historical markers all over that Oakwood Cemetery. A lot of major individuals uh, settling in Texas, involved in the, um, uh, the Texas Revolution, are buried in that Oakwood Cemetery outside of Austin, Texas. The individual that I wanted to see, though, was um, Susanna Dickinson. Susanna Dickinson. She has an um, what do you call him? Let me think of it. Think of it, Dean. I'll think of it in a minute. She has a uh, a monument also at the Texas State Cemetery. So either you're actually were reinterred at the Texas State Cemetery, like Stephen F. Austin, the father of Texas, was reinterred. He was buried. Uh, somewhere very far from there, in 1910, he was reinterred into the Texas State Cemetery. They have taken a lot of individuals from the original burial site and placed them at the Texas State Cemetery. It's an unbelievable cemetery. Uh, you want to know anything about Texas history? You want to learn? Give yourself two and a half to three hours and uh, go to the Texas State Cemetery, and you will learn about the the, his, the, the history, and the story. Of Texas. It's really, really extremely awesome just down the street from the Capitol, Texas, uh, I mean, from the uh, Texas State Capitol there in Austin. So, Oakwood, um, it has the grave of um, Susanna Dickinson. She was one of the 14 women and children that were at the Battle of the Alamo in March of 1836. Okay. She was there with Crockett, with Bowie. Um, with Travis and the rest of the heroes of the Alamo. And we, she is an eyewitness to what happened. Now, she was in a room in what we know as the chapel there of that church. If you take a tour through there, you'll see that room that they were supposedly in. And um, she was there prior, she was there during, and she was there after. So a lot of the stuff that's written from eyewitness testimony what happened at those times during the Alamo comes from Susanna Dickinson and I bought a book when I was in uh, San Antonio visiting the Alamo on all the eyewitness testimonies throughout history and hers is the earliest right there right after the battle in 1836 she's the one uh, that went to Sam Houston and told her about what happened at the Alamo she had a huge part in Texas history and uh, she is buried with, she was married a few times with her last husband right there. And um, it has a small historical marker. It's one of the smallest Texas historical markers throughout the cemetery. I guess, you know, depending on how much you want to pay for one of these or who buys these markers to put them up. But hers is like not even half the size of some of the ones that are about 100 yards away from her gravesite. Uh, and, and the better the, the bigger the better for those when you're looking at a gravesite that has over thousands of graves because you can spot them you know from 50 60 70 80 yards away depending on your eyesight I guess um, you can spot them and walk over to these historical markers and hers is only like four or stands four feet above the ground while the other ones are you know six and a half to seven feet off the ground and they're just much bigger I don't know why that is but um, it's a cenotaph. That's the word I was looking for a cenotaph. She has a cenotaph in the Texas State Cemetery in the back by Stephen F. Austin's gravesite. Uh, if you find his gravesite, which is no problem because the statue is absolutely enormous, in the back there, closer to the uh, fence line, is the cenotaph to Susanna Dickinson, uh, one of the survivors of the Battle of the Alamo. And uh, I had to check out that gravesite. I thought that was a very unique. Uh, you can go on my TikTok. I have these TikToks. They're only like 20 to 25 seconds at at the most in length. So if you want to see something really quick, you want to see these things, uh, just check out the Arizona Timeless Tours TikTok channel and you will see all that stuff. I'm in the middle of uploading all these YouTube videos on these places and they're very short too. I just keep them within two to three minutes to YouTube videos on each one of these cemeteries. So, Yeah, the Acton Cemetery, you have Elizabeth Crockett. The uh, Hornsby Cemetery, you have 14 Texas Rangers. You have an unbelievable uh, piece of history there. And you have one of the greatest Major League Baseball players in history and Rogers Hornsby buried there. And then over there in Oakwood Cemetery in Austin, you have... Uh, Susanna Dickinson one of the survivors of Alamo she was actually interviewed by Santa Ana after the Alamo before she was let go with her daughter was there also wow, there's so much to talk about but since we're 24 minutes in we're going to end this episode of the Arizona Time with Stewart's podcast the next podcast hopefully we will get into f- the uh, Fort Parker uh, and we'll get into um, uh, Chief Kiwana Parker the last uh, Comanche chief and Cynthia Ann Parker and her capture uh, from Fort Parker back in 1836, just after the fall of the Alamo, if you put the time frame together, um, she was captured and she lived among the Comanches for 24 years. One of the children that she had with the Comanche chief became the last chief, Kiwana Parker of the Comanches, uh, very significant individual in history. We will talk about Fort Parker. It was really awesome. So what's the news? Really, let's end it on the news here. Some things have happened. Some things have changed in the last two and a half months here that uh, I may get into in the next couple of episodes and tell you why the decision was made. We have enjoyed our two and a half months stay in Texas. I've covered probably 35 or 40 historical locations that I still am going to keep putting TikTok and YouTube videos out. But as of 7 October 2021, we will, the family will be moving back to the great state of Arizona and we'll be diving back in to the Arizona history. This has been a great two and a half months in Texas. The people here are phenomenal. I love the state. Just circumstances have changed and we're going back to Arizona. We're packing it up this Friday. I'm doing this on a Monday. We're packing it up on Friday, taking a couple days, heading up to Lubbock. Got to check out the Buddy Holly Gravesite and the Buddy Holly Museum in Lubbock, Texas, before I go back to the state of Arizona. So uh, we will start tours starting in, in October, November, December, January, February, March, like we did last year. So check out my TikTok, YouTube, leave me a message if you want to schedule a mostly a Pioneer Cemetery tour and a few other tours we're going to offer. We'll, get, uh, we'll give you more information, <clears throat> losing my voice, we'll give you more information on that uh, in the next couple of podcasts. So uh, that's all. Moving back, folks, to the uh, great state of Arizona. We have loved the state of Texas, and I will keep coming back. So until next time, take care of yourself.